Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. everybody and welcome to this week's squealy career podcast from amazing if i'm sarah and i'm joined by my co-founder helen hi there and before we start a quick thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast so far lots of people have started sharing it with friends family people you work with and we really appreciate it and please do keep sharing with us any career conundrums (laughs) very hard to say uh, that you have if you've got a challenge at work something you're struggling with It'll definitely be something that someone else has got the same problem or is in the same position. So please do tell us the things that you'd like us to talk about. And this week we're talking about curiosity. Yes, and curiosity, I think, is one of those things that's getting even more important. The more squiggly our careers get, the more changes there are, the more you know, being proactively curious can help you to navigate your career because you will be exploring those opportunities and you can make choices about them and be more in control of them. So I really feel that curiosity is becoming... A really important almost super skill to have in your in your kind of skill set basket um, and that is the topic that we're going to be going to do today and it's really important to be a bit more conscious I think about curiosity we're all creatures of habit and that means that we tend to read the same things or watch the same things or talk to the same people and cultivating your curiosity requires you to break some of those habits and so today is all about telling you our experiences of curiosity and some of the things that we've done and how it's worked for us and also giving you some some tips and resources that can help you to sort of stimulate your curiosity too. And I, I was really prompted to think about this because I did some interviews probably two years ago now and I asked everyone in these interviews, what do you do to stay up to date with what's going on in your world? So basically, how do you stay curious? And people really struggled to answer that question. And and in hindsight, I don't blame... I remember at the time thinking, oh, that's not great, and, like, marking them down. Um, but actually, in hindsight, it's because you have to really think about curiosity. It doesn't just happen. So it's something you have to practice and think about, but it's really worth it. I, the people who are the most curious are always really interesting. They're better able to cope with things like complexity and all the squiggliness that we talk about. And generally, it's great for your brain. Um, and I was I was thinking about today's podcast and usually I leave the cheesy quotes to Helen because it makes me laugh Um, but I found one for myself this week which is uh, Einstein who famously said I've got no special talents I'm just passionately curious and I think that might sum up my career I'm not not (laughs) sure I'm not sure but I reckon that's actually 
all I do. Curiosity is one of your values. It's, it's high up there. I can see why that yes. would be an interview question for somebody in your in your team. Yeah, basically, I'll make people be the same as me, which is <laughs> the exact opposite of, of what you are meant to do. we should advise. So, yeah, don't, don't take that advice. So, Helen, how do you stay curious? How do you nurture that curiosity that we're saying is so important that everyone should think about? I think one of the ways for me that I stay curious is I... I engage with lots of different things. It's almost like, it's kind of what we were saying about I don't know how conscious it is. It probably is conscious now, but I am naturally attracted to different activities. I get bored easily. So I will have lots of side projects and I will have a very diverse network and I will go to random events where I know nothing about and I'll start lots of courses, for example. So for me, that isn't because I go, I'm curious. What can I, what are the different things that I can do? I'm just I'm naturally energized and stimulated by doing lots of different things. But that means I also get to learn lots of different things and I get to meet different people and I get to work in different businesses. So I don't know whether I would call it curiosity, but it definitely, it's sort of being stimulated by variety. But it it essentially is curiosity, but my definition of it might be slightly different. But I find it very rewarding, very energising. It gives me lots of ideas. And I think one of the biggest benefits for me in my career has been that as a result of that, I'm able to connect lots of different ideas to come up with new ideas. Yeah. So I can say, oh, I met that person. They're doing that thing over here. That could be really interesting in this business. Or, oh, have you ever thought of... Um, what was I talking about the other day? Biomimicry, which I know very little about, but I was talking about... I don't about... know what that means. <laughs> anyway, like it's about kind of plants and how like in, in buildings or in clothing we might echo how plants look and like leaf designs. Anyway, I was connecting that to you some business ideas. Lost me. So, but I guess <laughs> the point is I start reading something because it stimulates me and the way that that then I would say creates value for the businesses that I work in is that I can join the dots and so all this random learning that I'll be doing in different people, different places becomes something that is interesting for the business because I find a way to mash it together to come up with ideas that other people might not have come up with yeah and I think that's that's incredibly valuable in any job and in any career so essentially what you've just talked about is taking yourself outside of your usual world absolutely um and I think I do something similar but in probably a slightly more random way and I actually call it random acts of curiosity because I do find that I'm naturally curious within kind of the scope of the things that I work on but very occasionally I like to do something that feels really far removed from anything that I do any side project that I do any work that I do and those things sometimes are brilliantly interesting sometimes I sit there and think I don't know why I'm here example example I want to hear Um, some of these things well one of the best ones I ever did was there's a company called Dark Angels that do writing courses and I I'm not a writer I quite enjoy creative writing, but as in at primary school, I quite enjoy creative <laughs> writing. You know, like, tell us a story. And I'll be like, okay. With that red pen with the, the yeah. black. Yeah, <laughs> the multicololoured pens. Like, yeah, I used yeah. to like the those ones. Pens, yeah, yeah. yeah. And someone I know does these writing courses. And it's, like I say, it was like writing poems and things. I actually felt quite far out of my comfort zone even being there because I felt like everyone else would be able to write loads better than me, which mainly actually was true. But it ended up helping me so much because even though loads of the writing was very different to the things that I use in anything else I do, it made me stop and evaluate how effective my writing was, how personal it was, was it having the impact I was hoping, and then also look at other people who I thought wrote really well and to see kind of what I could learn from them. Mm-hmm. So I've got a friend, um, Rachel Eyre, who absolutely loves grammar, and if she's listening, she... like 
it's, it is incredible how much she loves it. I didn't think it was possible to live as much as she does. <laughs> but she's genuinely taught me a lot about how to write in a way where you know things make sense. Uh-huh. It's easier to read. So someone's not having to kind of struggle their way through. And I think I then had more confidence to talk to her about the fact that maybe I needed some help having been on that course. Mm. Um, and that was, like I say, that was a really random thing that it would have been really easy not to do. I'd got loads of other stuff on at the time, but I loved it. Conversely, an example of where it's not worked out quite so well. Um, I remember going to some, uh, I used to go to, before I had a baby, Friday night late talks at the V&A, which some are brilliant, but I went to the occasional one where I was genuinely the only one who um, wasn't in like cool clothes. I was in like, <laughs> I think at the time I was probably working Canary Wharf, so I was wearing quite boring, probably corporate. black, yeah, corporate clothes. And I'd turn up to these, basically trying to look super cool and I almost like sit on my own and everyone else would be like design students and stuff but some of the content I was like I don't even understand what's happening I felt very um yeah separate from everybody else but curiosity kudos for yeah, trying thanks. in the first place thank you um and you know, to be fair even some of those I really enjoyed but yeah I think that random acts of curiosity and not giving yourself the excuse or the get out clause of I'm too busy it's always really easy to put those things to the bottom of the list because mm. you think, oh, I should always go to um, events that are to do with my job yeah. or events to do with um, my profession, something or I want com- to do in the industry. future, my industry. Yeah. Or my like career development stuff. Come, come yeah. to career development courses, we do them. But don't just our, come our to those. Course, if you've not been to one of our courses, <laughs> our course could be one of your random acts of curiosity. <laughs> but just, I think, ask yourself, when was the last time I did something um that they often do feel a bit out of your comfort zone which is something we've obviously talked about before on the podcast but that just feels really different and doesn't really make any sense and if you're nervous about them um because sometimes I definitely am when I'm doing these things find someone to go with Mm. I went to something called the lost lectures which are brilliant they're sort of a really cool TED style event and I went with my younger sister who is like way cooler than me so she sort of took me basically so I felt okay about going because I was there with someone else But it's a really good way to stay curious, get yourself into a different mindset, spend time with people who've got different ideas, different views on the world. And back to your point, you then just have new perspectives and Mm -hmm. and think a bit differently. I think as well, there's a cheesy quote time. There's something about be interested and then be interesting. When you're interested in other things and you kind of absorb that and then you end up talking about that with other people and telling people what you've done, you inadvertently become more interesting because of it. Um, I think it's quite, that's another benefit of being actively curious and also sharing that curiosity with, with other people. I think one of the, for me, one of the other ways that I think I am curious and again I'd probably say it's inquisitive this word curiosity I definitely think curiosity is important but for me I'd say what I naturally am is inquisitive and I ask a lot of questions not as many as my husband my husband asks lots of questions so he does he does sort of uh, crikey between the two of you I know can I mean, you imagine was, our children like, Passman, so <laughs> question 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 he uh, asks uh, more questions than me but I do I do ask questions I, I, and I, I don't even know how conscious I am of it but I always get this feedback that you ask quite valuable questions and it can be in a work context um, you know this week I asked somebody it's not very worky but I would ask them what they're reading and because I'm interested and inquisitive about what this person is doing to kind of fuel fuel their kind of learning and then that will give me some insight into books which I've now ordered on um, on Amazon Prime um, but I might in meetings I would just ask questions about you know what what's the purpose of this what are we trying to achieve what's your perspective on it I am quite a naturally collaborative person so for me to 
use questions to understand what other people are thinking and where they're coming from helps me to make decisions and get things done in business. And I think it really it's inquisitive inquisitiveness is that word uh probably not curiosity we should ask ask Rachel don't we she she, (laughs) Rachel help us let us know (laughs) Uh, get in touch but the um that that I think curiosity is basically what's what's underlying all of that and now I am more conscious of it and so I will actually as a result help my team and I you know I work for Microsoft as a big organization there's a lot going on so what I now do with new starters in my team is I almost give them my like three most curious questions so I say to them look you're going to go into loads of meetings where you're going to know absolutely nothing yeah but just repeatedly ask these three questions and it helps them to be a bit more consciously curious it gives them a bit more yeah. confidence going into that meeting but that's all because I've become aware of the value of this inquisitiveness in in meetings with people to help me connect with people help me learn uh, and, and sort of accelerate what I'm doing at work I always find it interesting to ask people who maybe I don't know loads about what they do at work or their job. What are you most excited about at the moment? What are you working on that is keeping you motivated, keeping you really interested? Because it's really, it's fascinating to see where people go yeah. with that question. Yeah, it's so broad. Because um, it's so broad. And, and people also tend to pick up on something that maybe you'd not imagined. Yeah. And it might be a small little project you didn't even know they were doing. And then suddenly they were really passionate about it. And that's maybe because there's there's an interest you didn't even know they yeah. had. So I think by asking really good questions, you also discover sort of hidden Absolutely. talents and interests and things. It's um, asking people what podcasts they listen to. Yeah, I love asking that question. It's so revealing yeah. because you... Some, there will generally be a couple of worky ones, and um, but then some people don't even listen to podcasts. Yes, outrageous. <laughs> we'll start them all. We'll convert them all. But when you and the people will show you their phone, and they'll show you all the ones that they listen to, which is brilliant because you pick up on some. I've, I've so many times I've picked up on new podcasts I didn't know about because of that. But really, more importantly, I've found out a bit more about the interests and drivers of the person that I've asked by going, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that was what the sort of thing that you were, that you were curious about or interested yeah. in. Do you know my uh, current new discovery, okay. which I think you might have told me about, is the Guilty Feminist Yes, podcast, I love that. I love that um, Which initially I wasn't sure if I would enjoy it. Yeah, it was one of those, I didn't want to break the habit of, I've got <laughs> podcasts I really love, and it was the idea of not listening to one of those in favour of something new. I actually found really hard. <laughs> I had to like really make myself do it. And actually, I'm learning so much. I actually find it really yeah. interesting. I find it fascinating. Really diverse They speakers. have debates as well. Last week, they had a debate about um, language. So how important is the language that we use in terms of the impact that you have? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, they had different points of view, and then they talked to people in the audience. And it's still funny, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my that's my new one, um, which you don't need to be female to listen to. Yes. Um, have you got any other new good ones? Um, no, I always I listen to that one all the time, and I always listen to Eat, Sleep, Work, Repeat. So oh, yeah. if I, which is um, Bruce Daisley, and covers sort of similar content to Sarah and I actually, but he has speakers in and authors, so um, you get to. I always find it quite a good pricey of oh shall I buy that book or oh shall I go and look at that company's website and it's sort of it's a bit of a shortcut to curiosity actually I listen to that podcast I'm thinking oh I'll go get that book that Dan Cable book now whatever it is as a result of hearing them speak on the podcast and that's actually a good point on curiosity is I think you can choose almost how curious to be how far you want to delve sometimes it's absolutely fine to listen to a podcast and think oh that guest was interesting and sometimes you'll think that guest was interesting. I'm going to follow them on Twitter mm. and I'm going to buy their book <laughs> and I'm going to watch their YouTube. I mean, you then get into stalking, clearly. But, you know, I think that like, there's almost like 
you know, surface level curiosity. And then you can be thoughtful about where do you want to really get into something and really learn about it. I think once you've got your brain turned on to this, you're, you're just being naturally curious. There are so many opportunities Sarah and I are um, in a new building today and it has these amazing windows and I'm I'm kind of thinking what did this building used to be that is when your curious curious mind is turned on yeah I'll I'll go and ask someone when we leave what did this building used to be she probably Um, will actually ask someone that's exactly the sort of thing I can imagine Helen doing and Sarah will just walk away die inside die inside a little bit but but I think once you turn this on it's like this muscle it is on all the time whether you're watching a program and you're looking at your phone at the same time about what the things the actor's been in or you're reading a book what I do constantly when I'm reading a book is I'll search around I'll read things and I'll search around because it's just a very stimulating way of learning I think if you're naturally curious and the final thing uh, that I do that forces uh, curiosity which I think is helpful is finding other people to almost be curious with so people who you share common interests with so when there are those areas that you're particularly fascinated by who else in your organisation, people you maybe worked with previously, just friends, family, are interested in the same things? Because then it becomes a discussion point. So you want to have made sure that you've listened to the latest podcast or the book that they've shared yeah. with you because you think, we're probably going to have a chat about that. And so almost it holds you to account. And I know you feel like I shouldn't need to be held to account to read a book, but it is sometimes quite helpful <laughs> yeah. when you're given a choice of like Netflix on the train or book <laughs> on the train. And actually, talking about Dan Cable's book, a guy I work with at my new company, a guy called Matt, he's really into culture and people. So obviously, we're already like, you know, BFFs. Um, <laughs> he probably wouldn't say that. He's like probably about, I think he's at least 10 years younger than me. So he definitely won't want to be my best friend. He might do. He might do. Maybe I'm making an assumption there. But he is very into the same things as me. And so he's already read Dan Cable's new book. Is it oh. called Alive at Work? Yes, it's called Alive at Work. Alive at Work. Bright yellow cover, and he's gone through and he's highlighted it. Oh, so I feel like he's done some of the hard work for me. There's a quote I like about that you've not really read a book until you've made notes in the margin. Oh, and I quite nice. like. I don't. It doesn't always have to be literal, but it's the idea that you've it's absorbed his book. It. So maybe I'm not sure. I like. I don't want to write in it. You know? Maybe like have your own book. But yeah. the point <laughs> is, you you have digested what's there, and some things have resonated with you that you might want to turn a corner over, yeah. highlight it, put some notes in. And so for me, that actually really helps. I'm, I'm way more likely to read that book because it belongs to someone else and we have something in common. And actually, I think that's a really interesting insight you just mentioned there around when you are being curious. Sometimes I think it's absolutely fine to be curious for curious sake. Mm-hmm. So you go to an event, you just go, this that was random. fascinating, that was ras- random, and you don't do anything with it. When you are doing things more connected to your side projects, your main projects, if you can take what you're learning and turn it into something, it will just stick with you um so much more if you can share it with other people if you can work out a way to make it uh you know something you've learned and then other people have learned then that just I think that again works the curiosity muscle Mm -hmm. all the best curiosity things that I've done that are more focused is I've been to you know it was advertising week the other week went to advertising week I went to a few events I then thought about what do I do with that content Mm. how can I share it with the people I work with do I go and read a few of their articles? Can I tweet about it? Taking some sort of action, I think, stops it feeling too much uh, kind of sporadic and a bit all over the place. Mm. And I think a bit of that is absolutely fine. I think it's, you know, it's fun and it's interesting, but make some of it more um, purposeful, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think it's like there's almost like a balance between 
indulgent curiosity and purposeful curiosity and it is definitely fine to have a bit of both but if it's all purposeful are you really are you really stretching yourself just random stuff yeah and what's your what's your balance on that scale yeah cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Cool. Should we do some top tips? Let's do some top tips then. So top tip number one, develop a culture of curiosity. So I think in an organisation, in a team, this is not just about you. I think going back to that point, actually, if you can share it with other people, can you just make this part of how you all work? Yeah. Uh, Are you sharing interesting things as a team? You can see the teams actually that are curious because they usually do this naturally. It's sort of, it's become a habit for them. Uh, at Microsoft, we have um, a great leader called Ryan Astorian, and on a Monday, he does like Manager Monday, where he'll send an article or a book or a video, but that sort of creates some um, curiosity because oh, nice. it's, it's things that we've not, as a manager community, might not have read before. So that's that's just a little way that you can maybe inspire some some kind of curiosity in other people to then um, look at things and share in that way. Mm, that's not, I might steal that. What does he call it? Manager Monday. Mm. It's for a manager community at work. Okay. It's, it's, really, it's really good. I might steal the idea and <laughs> change the name. Uh, number two, value curiosity. Um, I was actually saying to Helen before we recorded the podcast, somebody I worked for once said to me that they thought being curious was one of my strengths. And I was really dismissive and actually a bit disappointed. I remember thinking, mm, that's not a real a thing. Um, that doesn't feel very valuable in the corporate workplace that I'm in. But when I actually stopped and thought about it, I think it is something where it's quite rare. Because, you know, we've talked about it. You have to actually foster it and work quite hard at it and practice it and dedicate time to it. So value it for yourself. And then if you spot it in other people, mm. make sure, you know, do do what that manager did for me. Recognize it, reward it and encourage it. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're just, every, everybody will benefit, I think. Mm. Well, you become the hub of that culture of yeah. curiosity as well. You're such, a, you'd like the, the enabler of that. So it's very powerful, I think, if a manager can spot it and encourage it. Yeah, well, then suddenly I just felt some of the things that I probably even felt at that time were a bit random, that actually were probably quite useful. Mm. I felt like that suddenly had a value. Mm. And then I felt like I suddenly had permission to do more of it. Yeah, And then actually by doing that I was probably adding even more value so it was it was so helpful for me so if you're if you see that in other people you know say well done yeah. and encourage people to do it more yeah 
Uh, last one, read, watch and or, and or listen <laughs> to at least one new thing every month. So this sounds very practical because it is. I always reflect on, you know, at the end of every month, have I read something that I'd not read before? Have I watched something different? Have I listened to something different? And again, it just prompts me to think, I should listen to that Guilty Feminist podcast because I've not listened to a new podcast for quite a long time. So it's, I just have a little reminder in my eye calendar at the end of every month. It literally <laughs> says, what have you read, watched or listened to that was different this month? That's and if I didn't do it, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd always remember I to do it. I didn't know that you did that. Yeah. That's very, very practising curiosity. I like yeah. it, yeah. I, it's, like you say, it sounds almost a bit... Well, it is. It is forced. Yeah. But I'm not apologetic about that yeah. because I think we're all busy in the squiggliness. Sometimes you've got to. I suppose it's me holding myself to account yeah. for staying curious. Yeah. And also you you've reaped the rewards of that, so you want to keep doing it in terms of how it inspires other people. Yep. So uh, some resources, resources then. Yeah. Yep. Some things if you've if you're, you're kind of interested in this, you're curious to learn more about curiosity. Where where do you go next? There's a really interesting um uh, like little profiler. It's called the Curiosity Profile on um, Harvard Business Review. If you search for that, it's it's a little test that you take. I think it's, it's actually about, called the Curiosity Assessment. That's helpful. Yeah, very. It's a very Harvard word, isn't it? The Curiosity yes. Assessment. Um, you're going. It's, it's a profiler, um, but it takes you I don't know less than five minutes to fill in some questions, and it will give you what your pure Curiosity Profile is, which is just quite interesting to know. What, you know, yeah. how, how do you learn? What what kind of curious person are you? Um, there is a book as well. I read this a while ago. Um, you kind of recommended it today was steal like an artist any from austin cleon yeah cleon i think that's how you say his surname we'll, tweet, we'll sure. tweet some of these things so you can see them but yeah what i really like about that book it's quite an illustrated book it's quite a creative book and it's it's full of lots of very small sort of behavior changes and hints and tips that you can make day in day out that helps you to do a lot of that stuff that helen was talking about in terms of connecting things in new ways yeah, and um, the 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 last one is about um, seeking out curious people and following them in, in different places on Twitter and um, just setting yourself. I always set up myself um, for alerts for people because you end up following so many people in oh, Instagram or Twitter, yeah. and you can on Twitter in particular you can create lists. So I find that quite a good way of no, I don't having. Do that. Yeah. The only problem with that is if you call them like interesting people and it says like. Sarah Ellis has been added to the interesting people list. So sometimes well, so everyone can see that. Well it, well, it says that you've been added to a list. So sometimes I've been um, I've been added to a list, and it says something like I don't know, nice people in marketing, and I'm thinking that's, that's a really <laughs> random list to be added to. So just be aware that I think people do see you when what right. list you've added them to. Um, but you can also a, a slightly more subtle thing is to set yourself up for automatic notifications. So if you've got somebody you think, wow. You tweet some really interesting things. So let's take us, for example. If you find what we do interesting, you can go on Twitter at amazing underscore if. You can sign up for notifications. And every time we share something on Twitter, which is generally articles or things that we read, okay. you will get a notification about it. So it's maybe maybe that's one thing that you do. Every month you follow another person and set yourself up with notifications so you get that, that kind of stimulation. But um, just one thing before we close off, it would be really good to get some feedback from the listeners, I think, about how best to share these resources with you. Yes. Because we every week we talk about two or three resources we think that can help you and we're trying to tweet them and we could put them in our newsletter or we could put them on Instagram. But really, this is all for you. So if you are listening and you think, oh, I wish you did this with those with those resources yeah. so I could yeah, find yeah. them, please either you know, email us at getintouchamazingif.com or you can tweet us with your idea about what we should do with these resources, how we get them to you at amazing underscore if, or, you know, drop us a note on Instagram. We're, we're active in all of those places. It'd be really good to get some feedback so that you can get the most value from, from these suggestions. 
Great stuff. Uh, so have fun being more curious uh, and let us know if you have any great ideas or things that you discover in the process. Uh, next week, we're going to actually talk about a topic that one of our listeners has asked us to discuss, which was Emma Hopkins, who I think works at Diageo. I believe so, yes. Uh, so she's uh, asked us to have a chat about strengths, so how to discover what you're great at, how to use those strengths more, how to make sure other people know what you're brilliant at. One of the things that I think we're both really passionate about strengths, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking about this next week. In the meantime, as ever, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.